When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, we talk. Be tuned. Welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, Season 3, Episode 12. <laughs> Chase, that was your intro you wrote for me, so I decided let's run with it. Did not think you were actually going to read that. Everyone <laughs> was probably just like, what the hell was that? Yeah, especially the B-tuned part. <laughs> They're just like, huh? What? Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, I had to go with it. I thought, uh, you know, it'd take too much time to actually write a, a good one to start with. So yeah, we, don't have just, a, we don't have the extra seven seconds. Yeah, let's just go with whatever you put yeah. down. So. Okay, fair, fair. I think people are going to enjoy it. I think so, too. Maybe that's the new thing. Maybe that's the new intro is. now. Just make it as dumb as possible. It will change up the, on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we something. We'll change that. Maybe, like, uh, we nap. But it's always going to end with be tuned. Yes. That sound, sounds great. On today's episode <laughs> of the Bolts broadcast, we're going to be going over some Tampa stuff. We'll go over the game against the Carolina Hurricanes, go over some future games. Stuff like that. And then uh, after the commercial break, going to be looking at some news around the league. Pretty standard episode here. But before we go into the episode, Chase, I got to say, on the way home from work, I got a quarter pounder with cheese from McHoe's, McDonald's. And it was pretty solid. I mean, the quarter pounder is always good. But I kept the pickles on. I'm like, I'm just, I, I got to go through this fast because you were coming over pretty quickly. I'm like, I'm just going to eat it. Not usually a pickle guy. After this, still not a pickle. I, I, like, I, don't, I, I don't get it. It's, you know, I don't love pickles. I don't hate pickles. I eat them on burgers, and I can handle them on a chicken sandwich, and that's really all I do with pickles. So I, I, I understand kind of where you're coming from, where, like, like they don't really do anything for me. Like, mm-hmm. but like they they just don't like bother me when they're on those things. You know, you know what I mean. It's probably a really controversial take that I'm putting out there right now. Like, almost like the pineapple on pizza that we were talking about. But I I don't I didn't really get it. Like, all it did for me was add a little bit of crunch. And if I want to just add crunch to a burger, I'm putting a good piece of lettuce on there. Like, not a bad piece of lettuce because that's all wilty and trash. But a good piece of lettuce that has some nice crunch. You know, I. I I dig that on a burger. No, I'm a big fan of just really soggy lettuce. Just drench it in, in, in water. Let it soak for like 20 minutes and throw it on my burger. Or instead of just like letting it soak, just boil it. Oh, that go. sounds awesome. Yeah. Comes out nice and green and just 
wet and you just slap it on the burger. Yeah, that that sounds fantastic. But <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, pickles are just like they're 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 nothing more than fine on like a burger. I don't even do them on sandwiches. I will not eat them by themselves. That's gross. Pickle juice is gross. So we're, we're in agreement here. See, I'm weird because. The only way that I will actually, like, enjoy a pickle is if it's a pickle spear. What? Like, I'll eat a pickle spear, but I won't eat it on a burger. I won't eat it on a chicken sandwich. I won't eat it on a, uh, you know, regular sub sandwich. I definitely what? will not eat it on a, on a hot dog. Whatever Chicago is doing, putting pickles on hot dogs, that's not a thing. You'll eat them by themselves. Yeah. But you won't eat them on things. Well, I like McClure's. It's spicy pickles. Those, those are different. Yeah, those are those those are those spicy pickles are good. Those are those I load those up on my burgers. It's unreal on a burger. But like I would not bite into it by itself. Absolutely not. No? No. Mm. Like yeah, I don't know. You're also the maniac who just takes hands full of olives and shoves them down his throat. Uh green olives. Thank you. Thank you. Black olives are a disgrace. Green olives, fire. Maybe it's just the Sicilian heritage in me, but little green olives, little moots. Sorry, I'm not. A, I'm not like. <laughs> I can't actually. Uh, mozzarella cheese, you know, some sausage, everything like that. Great, just perfect. Agreed. No. <laughs> yes. No. All right. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Currently six, three, and three. Our next game is on Saturday against the Florida Panthers. Battle of Florida. Going to be a good one. But before we hop into that. Let's go over two games. I wasn't really interested in going over the Ottawa game because we really should have done it last episode, but we couldn't, you know, the game wasn't done by the time we had to record that one. Yeah. But we won, so I figure why not? Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah, we can have it real quick. Uh, like I said, we won 5-3. to three. Not really, like, surprising. I mean, it's Tampa versus Ottawa. Tampa good, Ottawa bad. Exactly. And um, uh, yeah. Dorian, even worse. Yeah. Pierre Dorian. Yeah, the worst. I imagine being the guy who hires Pierre McGuire in his analytics department. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, but really, I mean, it, it, it's just a game Tampa should win, you know, 10 times out of 10. Uh, there's really not a whole lot else to say. Better team won. Captain Brady Chuck got a goal for Ottawa, so, you know, cool beans, but... You know, our our captain, the better captain, the better occupier, Stephen Stamkos, also got a goal for us. Mm-hmm. He's uh, been good this year. He has been great, and that is my analysis of this game. Uh, special teams were good. We had fifty uh, percent on the power play and a hundred percent on the penalty kill. So yeah, two Those power plays, four penalty kills, not bad. Main takeaways there. Uh, let's now move on to the Carolina Tampa game. I was hoping that we were going to be able to hand the Hurricanes their first loss. However, they decided to go out and lose before we actually played the game. And then they still just, they beat us. I mean, they out-timed us. They outshot us. Like, they just were the better team tonight. Yeah, I said that they'd have a better chance of winning if they were coming off of a loss. And sure enough, they do. Um, I mean, when we when Tampa came and cracked 20 shots, yeah, like that's that's tough in an overtime game. Vassie played well. He's the one that held him in the game, really, in, in this one. Carolina, you know, Played, played solid. They, they definitely played better than us, but it wasn't like they were just some just absolutely unreal world beating team. Like they look very good. They look legit this year. Don't get me wrong, but like it's a team that we, that we'll be able to beat, especially down the road. Um, just you know, one of these games where just the way it kind of went. Uh, you know, we play them again not till March, so still got still got some time until we face them. You know, teams are going to look probably different at that point. Um. Really, really, I mean, nothing else to say. Like they're they're sticking, they're sticking hot, but they're gonna slow down at some point. 
The one thing that probably won't be changing as we play them the next time, as long as there's no injuries, is they're led by the their young guys. I mean, Sebastian Ajo and Andrei Sveshnikov both got apples on the game, and then Martin Akash, he got the overtime goal. So they're led by their young guys, and that's why I thought they'd be again in first place in their division this year. And uh, as of right now, that's how it's working out. Uh, I really can't say much except that, you know, I'm right, and I'm always right about the Carolina Hurricanes in the regular season, and Chase is never right because he always puts them in the wild card, which is dumb. Yeah, well, maybe they should be better. <laughs> How do they? How do they get better? Are they are they still first right now in the league? They are ten and one. So yes, twenty points. Florida's got twenty one points, but they oh, played an extra yeah, two games. True, but they, they don't count their little brother. Yeah, they played an extra two games. So yeah, Carolina still the best point percentage, still sitting over nine hundred. Also, best goal differential in the league. So they're they're a pretty good team. Yeah, yeah, they they, they are definitely good, but. When push comes to shove and you taste what you're made of, that's a Rascal Flats quote. Um, Thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, down, down the road, I, you know, it's like a playoff team. You're going to put your faith in a team like the Tampa Lightning because they've been through the trials and tribulations. Absolutely. When it comes to the regular season, I'm not betting against the Canes. Like, I think they're always going to be one of the top dogs. It's kind of like the Capitals from uh, five years ago, seven years ago when yeah. they just constantly got that President's Trophy. But every time they went to the playoffs – it did not go in their favor. I think that's very similar to how Carolina's sitting this year. Agree. Let's move on to Saturday's game. A little preview. We've got the first place Florida Panthers against the Tampa Bay Lightning. This one is at home in Amelie. So it's going to be a fun matchup. What do we expect? I mean, I expect a, a competitive hockey game. It should, it should be a good back and forth. There should not really be any reason either one of these teams run away with this. Um, it's a, team, a game that Tampa should be able to win. Also, a game that they could lose just because Florida's a talented team as well. It depends who goes in net. I'm going to guess that it's probably going to be Borowski right now. He's got the hot hand. He's 6 0 in the year, 1 7 2 and 9 4 8, where Spencer Knight's been off to a little bit of a slower start. And then, of course, Vasilovsky is going to be in net for this game, too. So it, it's, it's going to be a battle. If um, Borowski you know, keeps playing as hot as he is, it's, it's going to be hard, hard to get the puck past him. And this Florida team is coming off of two straight losses, which is fun. But at the same time, it's going to be quite nerve-wracking because you know they're not ready to add a third one in a row to that L column. So they're going to be going hard. Uh, Alexander Barkov, the old captain over there, uh, he's just as good as our captain over here. They've got a lot of talented players. Uh, on the season series so far, Florida, they are 1-0 with a 4-1 to victory over us the last time we played. So hoping to start a new win streak with this team right here. But... We'll have to wait and find out. Yeah, it just really, if if you can keep, you know, I, I obviously said Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberdeau, Anthony Duclair, off to a great start. If you keep those guys, you know, kind of under control, and then you'll you'll be all right. Um, looking through the points r- really quickly before we move on, I had no idea that Gustav Forsling's got a casual 10 assists through 13 games. What a dude. Yeah, that's pretty average. Oh, I've, I've always liked Gustav Forsling. He's a very underrated defenseman who just needed an opportunity. And sure enough, he seemed like he's doing pretty well. And I have to say, I'm a little bit worried as we continue to progress through the year that Sam Reinhart is going to really start picking up. I mean, he's played pretty solid with the Panthers so far, but uh, we know that he has a ton of potential, a ton of skill that really wasn't able to come to full fruition over in Buffalo. 
I think that as the season goes on, as he gets more comfortable with this roster, he might really start to pick up. Yeah, I, I, I'm in a similar boat. I'm hoping that it doesn't start this game. I would agree. All right, that's going to be it for our first half, our Tampa review preview on the other half of the show. Going to be looking around the league, talk about some news and uh, some scary situations in Anaheim. All right, be right back. The NHL season is underway, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks for sponsoring the show. If you have any betting needs, whether that be hockey, football, basketball, make sure to head over to DraftKings. All right, Chase, let's start with the news over in Anaheim. Bob Murray placed on leave, and uh, a, a lot of people were sounding off on Twitter and all the variety of platforms that social media has. Yep, so he is the GM and executive vice president of the Anaheim Ducks. If you don't know who Bob Murray is, uh, the allegations against him are that he's just pretty much uh, verbally abusive and treats people so horribly and makes tox- you know creates a toxic work environment. And then everything I see on, on Twitter, you know, after he goes announced point on leave is just validating all those, all those points. You know, I'm seeing people say that he is the worst person in hockey they've ever encountered. He's just a nightmare to work with, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm going to believe when the mass is saying that, that this is the case and he will not be returning as the, I guess, really both roles, GM and, and EVP of the NM Ducks. Yeah, and you talked about it last night with me that even Ryan Whitney came out and if you listen to Spit and Chicklets, you know those guys have some pretty tough skin. But Whitney came out and said, "Nah, this guy is the war. He's a piece of crap." Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's definitely a, a situation where it, it's very clear that these things are going on, and it, it just he's going to be done. So fine with me. Get get rid of the shit. In the NHL open up those jobs for people that deserve them. It's good that Anaheim is taking charge in this situation, and you know letting him uh, or putting him on leave and then eventually the announcement will probably come that it's for good. So right. uh, let's now move on to talk about the league in general here. Uh, it's been a surprising year, not only for us as the Tampa Bay Lightning, but we also see some teams we expected to be in certain spots being just opposite positions. I mean, you look at the Detroit Red Wings, they're sitting number two in the Atlantic. You're looking at the Colorado Avalanche, a team that was favored to win the Stanley Cup this year 
currently sitting sixth in the Central. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about some of the surprising things we've seen go on thus far this season. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just start off. Uh, I mean, really on the positive side of it, start off in Detroit. They are second in the Atlantic right now. They are rolling. Their rookies are playing phenomenal. Uh, Lucas Raymond, Moritz Sider are the two favorites of rookie of the year right now. Lucas Raymond's in the top 20 in NHL scoring. Um, I don't know the exact placement, but he's up there. Um, you know, someone that's in one of the surprises for, for players is, uh, you know, like him, Tyler Bertuzzi. He is like sixth in the league in scoring, even though he's not played a couple of games because of COVID protocols. He, like, they, they're just, they're getting it done all together. The top line is really producing. Dylan Larkin's playing like a true analytics star. Uh, the, the team's just playing great all around. It's very surprising, and, you know, it's it's got to be cool as, as Red Wings players and fans. But the reality is this was a good chance this year to kind of be bad and have a chance to get, you know, a Shane Wright. Maybe, you know, you, f- you can get a lower have to get a Brad Lambert or a Matthew Savoy or a Logan Cooley. You, you know, you, you can get one of these guys. Whereas now, if they fight for a playoff spot or find their way in the playoffs, they're, you know, hurting their draft capital. Absolutely. Uh, let's also talk about Moritz Sider. Byron Bader, he posted a visual basically showing that the comparisons right now through Moritz Sider's very young career, he's on the same path as a Detroit legend. Nicholas Lidstrom. He's a year ahead of Nicholas Lidstrom on the development curve, technically, but they profile almost identically as prospects in terms of NHL E, which is NHL expected points. So it's based on your point scored in a certain league. There's a, there's a number and equation that gets factored into it and how you produce in the NHL. So point wise, they're almost identical. You know, in terms of defensive zone play, breakouts, all that shit, they're almost identical. Except Cider is just a year ahead of where Lindstrom was. So if that's the case and he continues on that path, you know that that's a very very lofty goal, very you know unlikely path to be taken by anybody. But if that were to be the case, that's that's a fun hockey player to watch for the next few years. I mean, I I will not be calling Moritz Sider the next Lidstrom or anything like that just because the dude is the second best defenseman to ever play the game of hockey. Uh, so it's very lofty, but taking a look at like the analytics and stuff, it's very fun to see that he's on a, a the similar traje- trajectory. So uh, very interesting when you sent that to me. I was like... Some freaking high That's praise. Crazy. Uh, but yeah, Detroit playing very well overall. Uh, let's continue looking at a team that has done a little bit better than what most people expected, and that's the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, right now it, it's kind of weird because technically in the standings, they're in the outside looking in, but they've only played 10 games. They're 7 and 3, plus 4 goal differential. Like the team's playing pretty good, and you know, you look at that roster coming into the year and you think, oh, wow, they're going to be terrible. They've got nothing going for them. Uh, they, you know, coaching change, it, it just looks bad. But they're just getting it done as a team. Uh, you, you know, when, when you look look at the point scores, uh, Oliver Gorkstein's got 13, line A, Vorchek have 10, Jenner, uh, Cole Cylinder, Zach Rensky have six. So, like, it's not like they're scoring a lot. They're just, they're just getting it done. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, love the kid. I mean, for a long while, I've been a really big fan of his. I mean, it comes with the fact that he's Danish, but uh, love seeing that he's coming out with such a hot start. Patrick Laine, that's a player that I know a lot of people have been very curious to see what he can do because 
Over in Winnipeg, his first two seasons, he was great. And then he mightily slowed down with some injuries and and other things of the like. He comes over to Columbus, kind of has a, a weird start with Tortorella benching him for a couple of games. Now he's out here 10 points through nine games. That's going to be a player to continue to watch. I don't know if he, at least with this Columbus team, if he's ever going to be able to reach that potential that he looked like he had within the first two seasons of his career. But he's looking pretty damn good right now. Yeah, he looked like an Ovechkin light prospect coming into the NHL where he could be kind of that kind of guy. But, I mean, he really just hasn't been. But regardless, he's still playing well. Um, and I, I think he still has a chance to become a star, like a, like a true NHL star. But he's got to keep working on the right things, you know. And before we move on from Columbus, I don't want to forget to mention, Elvis Merzlikens is really the reason that they're where they are right now. It's been great goaltending by him. He's played in six games. He's let up four goals in one game, and the rest of the games have been one or two goals. Has been above a uh, 944 save percentage in every game except for the one that he led in four. 5-1 in the year, 198 goals against, 940 save. He's just playing absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, let's continue to move on to another team that has shocked, and that's on the positive side. That'd be the Calgary Flames. They are currently sitting fifth in the league when you're looking at their points. A team that I was not expecting much from coming into the season. They've got good players. They've always had good players, but they just haven't been able to do much with them. This year, they're looking good. I know I saw a ESPN power rankings where them and Edmonton shoved their way into the top five. So it's very fun to see a different team other than Edmonton actually be competitive in that division. Yeah, you know, I talk about it all the time. Calgary is just Arizona, but in Canada, like, the, like with the way they play, like they're just constantly not good enough to be in, in the playoffs, but not bad enough to be contending for a top pick. They just kind of hang around. Um and now, right now, things are rolling pretty well. I'll tip my hat to Daryl Sutter, even though he's still a terrible coach. That you know, it's getting done underneath him right now. Johnny Gaudreau talked about it. This guy is in true elite company in terms of production in the NHL, but he's just so underrated because of it's on just on a team. It's not been anything too special. But Johnny Gaudreau is an unreal, one of a kind, special unicorn type of hockey player. He really is. Like you don't find that kind of production in the fourth round. He's played absolutely fantastic and then you know you go look in that and jacob markstrom has been playing pretty damn good too with a 169 goals against nice and then a 948 percentage uh, i think it might be the blake coleman effect it, it probably is honestly let's be real he's got some tremendous experience over here with the tampa bay lightning winning back-to-back stanley cups helping him out uh, only four points through 11 games right now but as tampa fans we know that blake coleman isn't there for the insane production but rather he's going to be the guy that can really do it all for your team so absolutely he's doing that um there was also two other players i wanted to mention oliver shillington yes we have to talk about our breakout star he's having a great season uh i think we mentioned in the last episode or two episodes ago that we did his wild ride how he was originally on waivers went unclaimed and then he was uh, healthy for a little bit on the third deep air. Now he's the top guy on the power play, seven points through 11 games. That's huge. Yeah, it's funny because you, you go look, like right now I'm looking at his game log, and game one against Edmonton, or they played in October 16th, he literally played six shifts, three minutes, 27 seconds. And then all of a sudden, five days later, Detroit, he's playing 17 minutes, almost 18, 26 shift, and he's just been getting very good ice time since then, and he's producing. He is... Finally coming to his own, which is awesome to see. I'm a big fan of him and his game, so hopefully he continues to progress that way. And I love to see that they decided, all right, let's just try giving him more ice time because 
you know, there's that saying, throw him to the wolves. Let's see what, you know, happens. Does he come back leading the pack or does he get mauled? And sometimes there are people like that where they need to be under the most possible stress, the most possible pressure to actually come out looking like a diamond in the rough, you know? So uh, nice to see Oliver Shillington do that. The other player I want to mention, Milan Lucic. He's got six points through 12 games right now. That's a guy that we haven't really heard much of because he always just seems like some bum on a really big contract. And well, this year he's producing. If he had nine or ten points, I'd give him more credit. But like six points, that that just a couple things going right early in the season. He's going to have stretches where he does not score at all. But I, I, w- I will I will join you in tipping our cap because he, he's still fighting for, you know, for the spot in the NHL and has shown that he still deserves to be here. All right, well, we go from the positive to the negative. Let's look at the Colorado Avalanche. When you're looking at them in points, they are currently 27th in the league. Uh, That's out of a possible 32 because, yes, Seattle has joined. Uh, Not looking good for them. It's not going together as a team. When you have the offense, you don't have the defense. When you have the defense, you don't have the offense. Sometimes the goaltending is there. Sometimes the goaltending is not. Things just kind of aren't clicking at the right time. And that's something that's bound to kind of figure itself out down the road. Those things usually fix themselves in season. You know, you have a very talented roster, probably, the, you know, one of, the, one of the best, not the best roster in general, like all around in the NHL. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be too shocked to see him figure it out here pretty soon. Uh, yeah, when you have Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landis, Cog, Bowen Byron, Caleb Carr on defense, Miko Ranton, and Nazem Cotter, you, you've got all these guys. It, it's hard you know, to stay where, the, where where they are. They're not going to continue the season a sub-500 team. Like, they're going to make the playoffs. They're, they're too talented not to. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's injuries or what's been happening over in Colorado. I haven't really been keeping up, but Gabriel Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, all only playing eight games. Miko Rantanen only playing seven games thus far through the season. So when you're missing your big dogs, I mean, it's kind of hard to expect to have a lot of success. Yeah, I, mean, I know I know a little bit that was injuries and stuff. Um, Landis Cog, they've only played 10 games. Colorado, Landis Cog missed two because of suspension earlier in the year. Like, he got spent in the first game, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, it's a l- little bit of both. Just everyone's got to be on the ice together. So, we'll see what Colorado does. I fully expect them to make the playoffs. Maybe they're not vying for the President's Trophy. But once it comes to the playoffs, they're definitely going to be a team you want to watch out for because they're good. Absolutely. All right, let's quickly talk about some surprising scores thus far before we end the show with Hockey Name of the Day. Uh, do you want to talk about the Alex Ovechkin stuff first, or do you want to go through some of the younger players that aren't getting as much recognition? Let's give Ovi his time first because I think he, he's earned it in the league. 12 games, 11 goals, 10 assists. Wait, you think Ovi has actually earned... Like us talking about him? What? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. The 36-year-old has 11 goals, 10 assists, 21 points through 12 games on the year. He is disgusting at hockey. He just scores at will. Dude just plays unreal. He's played a lot more of a team game. You know, these more recent years, he's playing good defensively. He, He does everything right. He is just so incredibly impactful. He wants that record. You can tell by the way he's playing. He 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 wants a record. He wants to win. He, he wants both these things to happen. They both can happen. Uh, if he's getting the record, he's probably winning games in the meantime too because he's scoring a lot of goals. So, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. And the dude's just playing awesome. He's showing no signs of slowing down. This is about the age right here in hockey where things really start to break down more often than not. So the fact that he's not yet 
is a very good sign that he genuinely might be able to do it at this. You know, he's going to, he's going to slow down from this rate, but like at a high rate, he could probably really do this for another three, four years and get that record. How long was his extension again? Uh, like only two or three years. Remember? Okay. Cause I mean, scoring at this pace, he loved to see it. Uh, I think no matter what the caps, if OV wants to return, they're going to give him another extension if need be to, uh, you know, get that record, but it's great to see what he's doing out there. Uh, even though this can be a little weird for most people. I think most people are on Team Ovi. But growing up, I was Team Sid against Ovi. But, I mean, come on. Seeing a guy break the record. I mean, he's already the best goal scorer of all time. So, yeah, would love to see it. You can be on both guys' teams now. And um, don't want to miss. He's at 741 goals. One more puts him solely in the fourth place all time behind Wayne Gretzky, Yammer Yager, and Gordy Howe. Kind of decent. That's 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 okay company. Well, I think that Yarmir Yager, he's gonna be making a return soon, and he's gonna just he might like I, he's still going strong in the Czech league. I don't know what his scoring has been over the last you know like couple of weeks, but he started that year off so hot, and he still plays regular minutes. Like like the dude can still play. When he left the NHL, he could very clearly still play. He just got a bad like bout in Calgary. I guess is the word I want to use. Yeah, I mean, I felt like there was a couple of years though, like in. Uh... Pittsburgh and Boston, Calgary, like where he just looked so slow. Oh, he's, he is very slow, but he's just so dominant that it doesn't matter. And like, because like, look what he did in Florida. He played a full season, put up 62 points or whatever it was, and then went to Calgary and then got shafted in ice time. Like the, like the guy was like 45 years old and still put up 60 points. I don't know what his start was. I'm looking at his points now. 13 points through 19 games. Yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah. still good production for someone that age in the Czech League. The Czech League's not a super high-scoring league. He had, like, eight points through nine games at one point, so he's slowing down a little bit. But that happens with, like, goal scorers. They, they get streaky. It's still solid production. Like, he, he – I don't know about now anymore, but, like, the last couple of years he could have still been playing in the NHL and still at least been helping out a team. By the end of the season, he'll be 50. Yeah. It's crazy. Chris Chelios played into his 50s, man. Gordie Howe played into his 50s. Like, all this shit can be done. Yeah, but it's uh, it's highly unlikely, but it can be done, especially nowadays. Yeah, like it, it the NHL has really taken a shift towards uh, the young players. So even guys like Sidney Crosby, you're seeing him like he's slowing down compared to all the competition around. So, but hey, what if, what if you know? Did see, your headset just break again? Yeah, it did. So what what <laughs> if um what what a se- season you know comes to an end in the Czech League. He's still eligible to come over to the NHL because their season might end before our trade deadline. Probably will. A team signs him to a veteran, you know, just not, not even a veteran minimum, just just a league minimum deal. So, you know, sign him to 700, 750 for one year. I mean, like, that's such a low risk. You can take that on. He goes in, you know, maybe maybe scores a few points in your playoff run, wins the Stanley Cup, and then comes back the next year and tears it up and just... Oh, he tears it up the next yeah. year. Like, like, in his like, 51 age season. Yeah, right? like, like, just, like, a casualty, like, 45 goals. Oh, oh. 45 goals, not points. Yeah, no goals. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> it could happen. At that point, does he break Gretzky's record? How he, far off is he? He would have broken Gretzky's record if he never went to, back to the KHL at all. He would have played the whole time through the NHL. His pace was on, was he was on pace to break Gretzky's records. Ooh. So he's not, it's, there's no, I don't know how many he's off right now, but like it's, I think it's still about 100. Ah, okay. Yeah. So he just needs like two and a half years of just dominance. Yeah, pretty much. All right. But like he he, leg- he legitimately would 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 have broken Gretzky's record, um, been over nine hundred goals uh, if if he would have just stayed in the NHL. I, I don't know. Frustrating. If, I don't know if Ovi would have been able to beat that. No, that would have been that would have been too much. So, 
And you got to keep in mind, like, I know what happened to Gretzky, too. Like, like he was at the end of his career when it happened, but there was a, there was a lockout shortened season in 94, 93-94. There was a full lockout in 04-05. There was a lockout shortened season in 12-13. So, like, um, Ovi didn't get to play his whole, like, what his first year would be because of the lockout. Had to miss some time that year. Um, you know, Yager had to sit through three lockouts. Like, these guys got shafted on, on some games. Yeah. So, you know, the, the numbers could be different. For sure. All right, let's briefly go over some of the younger guys that are getting some uh, good production. We talked very briefly about Raymond and Duclair, but there's some other guys that need some recognition as well. Yeah, I mentioned a little bit on Tyra Tutu, too, but I just figured we'll throw him in there because uh, when you when you look at, you know, the, the league stats, he is one of the highest scoring players in the league, only playing, you know, kind of a select number of games because of his vaccination status, but that's beside the point. Uh, you know, you go look at Troy Terry in Anaheim, tied for fifth in the league, 16 points right now. Um, kind of out of nowhere. Like, we knew he's a talented player. We, we, we saw him, you know, in World Juniors play pretty well. But right now he's on a little bit of a heater. Um, I know at least in his last five, he's got seven points. Um, so, that, you know, it's not too shabby. It's a good, good way to help those numbers. But he's playing great. Uh, then, you know, you know, you go look at, like, a Jesse Pugliarvi. He's looking at 13 points, if I'm not mistaken, on the year with Edmonton. He's been playing a big role. Alex Iafalo's got 13 points in L.A. He's doing good. Chandler Stevenson continues to be a good player for Vegas, even though they're a little bit underwhelming. You know, uh, Elias Lindholm doesn't get enough talk in Calgary, 14 points. Like, there's a lot of these guys on the scoring list that just, they're not, like, out of nowhere, but, like, like they're just kind of, like, happy surprises, you know? Yeah, it's nice to see, especially with Pooley-Arvey, because, I mean, two years ago, he wasn't playing in the NHL. We weren't really sure what was happening with his situation. And he came back, at, you know, was was okay. Uh, very underwhelming for a third over or a fourth overall pick. But this year he's really putting it together, which is really nice to see. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to hockey name of the day, the final little segment. Ooh, or should I say hockey name of the day? Because <laughs> uh, we have Hayden Hockey. What a name, right? That's great. It's alliteration. It's lit. I think it's literally hockey. Yeah. Like you go old time hockey, you know, it's, it's too bad that he didn't get into baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, um, shoot. Just like, like it, it, this is, it's a weird example that no one else is probably gonna get. But like, I, I remember I literally had a, um, like in Madden a couple years ago at a Madden franchise where I got a linebacker whose name was Shane and last name was R O L B like right outside linebacker. Just like all capitals, R-O-L-B, just a random generated guy. I'm like, I don't think that was supposed to happen, but that's awesome. So Wasn't he like a left outside linebacker, though? Yeah, yeah. He nice. wasn't, it wasn't actually a right outside linebacker, but it, it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but and anyways, Hayden Hockey, he is a 26-year-old goalie playing in the East Coast League, just signed with Redding. Uh, he played last year between Wheeling, Allen, and Tulsa, played with Kansas City year before that, and then he played at Providence College before that. It was a six-round pick by Montreal, so you know fans might actually know this name a little bit. He had a good last year at um, Providence, but, you know, that was also as an older player in NCAA. You're expected to kind of have those numbers. He's, he's a perfectly fine goalie, uh, someone who can go in and do some spot duty in, in the East Coast League, but he's nothing too special. Glad he's been able to find a little bit of success, though, because with that kind of name, it seems inevitable to be in the game for quite a bit. So it's really nice to see that. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. We want to thank you so much for coming out. Love Chase hit you with an outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. You know, check us out on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. Nothing required, but just another way to support us. You want to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast. That's at Bulls Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Follow it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. That we get all the sports con- content you need between those three platforms. 
Go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com, fit all the podcasts and network there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy piece of lemon squeezy. Be sure to check out our blogs while you're at it. Wherever you're listening, if you get rid of five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Wow, you're getting fast with that. I am. All right. Thanks so much <laughs> for coming out. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>